What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hey, Cider Crusaders, welcome back to Road to Midterms. This is our Politics by Faith segment. That's our podcast, Politics by Faith. It's available everywhere podcasts can be listened to. We take a uh, top story of the day that's causing us anxiety, causing me anxiety, honestly, and uh, we give a little historical truth, a little historical perspective and biblical peace to make that anxiety go away so we can go to sleep soundly and wake up and live to fight another day. So that's the Politics uh, by Faith podcast. Please download that. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you're like, well, this sounds different. I have a different microphone. I'm standing in front of a camera. Uh, this is the last segment of our Road to Midterms TV show over on the first TV. So I'm grateful you're here, however you're here. Our Politics by Faith podcast, like the real podcast, episode tomorrow is gonna be about Elon Musk buying Twitter and what that means for you. As people are freaking out about it, what does that really mean for you? We'll talk about that. Another passion of Elon's is not just freedom of speech, but it's world depopulation. Not over, environmentalists are worried about overpopulation, too many people. Elon, correctly, is worried that there are too few people. I should say also part of the unease that people are feeling, and I think driving people to the polls next week, is this just unease about the current state of things. It's not just the economy. It's that, of course. But it's more than that. It's, it's, it's crime. It's the border. It's, it's, it's drag queen story. It's just all this, like, what? What's going Where are we? People are so uneasy. We're not having kids. This is not normal. People have always had kids. Slaves had kids. It's the first thing I think of when people are like, oh, I just can't bring kids into this world. Like, what are you talking about? Slaves had kids. People in the Depression had kids. And you're telling me rich yuppies are not having kids because life is too difficult? What are you talking about? You know, the issue that made Blake Masters explode onto the scene, he's running for Senate in Arizona, the issue that made him like a nobody to a name was an ad where he said he wants to create an economy again where families can survive off of one income. And that's incredibly appealing because what he's talking about is creating some stability and getting back to the nuclear family nation that we used to be. Some personal news. My wife is very, very pregnant. And she's going to give birth any, any day now. Like, she's dilated, like, like it's go time. So if the show stops suddenly, we're, uh, that's why we're at the hospital. This will be our fourth kid. Our producer, Matt, just had his first kid. And our director, John's wife, is pregnant with their second. So our wives are popping out babies, which is what wives have done for all of human history. Husband, wife, get married, have kids, start a family. It's a beautiful thing. And it's an increasingly rare 
we're about to have our fourth. And we're done. We're done after this, by the way. But that used to be just getting started. Four was like, okay, like, when are you going to get going? Like, it's getting, you're running out of time. <laughs> and now we're a bunch of Mormon freaks. We're not Mormon, by the way, but that's like, that's, that's my point. It's like, you, you have more than two, and you're like, wow, what a bunch of weirdos. No, I'm not. No, I just love my wife. And I think there should be more little hers walking around the earth. What else are we doing? <laughs> that was our big decision. Like between three to four, we're like, I don't know. Why not? What are we doing? Traveling the world. You can do that with kids, by the way. Having kids is better. No one on their deathbed is saying, oh, if it weren't for those pesky kids, I could have finally taken that Alaskan cruise. BuzzFeed asked childless adults, people who chose to be childless, why they chose not to have kids. So this is not people with fertility issues, something like that. These people who chose not to have children. So this is a 31-year-old man. He has a 36-year-old wife. He said, we uh, don't want kids at all. It's pretty great, actually, being able to spontaneously plan a trip without worrying about entertaining a child is pretty nice. Being able to buy something without worrying about affording to feed your kids is also nice. Oof. How many brunches add up to the joy of having one child? We're just not having kids anymore. It's a problem. The birth rate in America is one point, it's like a, like a real, like a survivability of the nation problem. The birth rate in America is 1.6 kids, 1.6 births per woman. So every woman in America is having 1.6 kids. So that means some are having one and some are having two. Adds out to be about 1.6. Uh, very few women are having four, like my wife. For every one woman, like my wife, who's having four, there's two women who have none. Now, I tell you 1.6 births per kid, and that doesn't really mean anything, until you know that what a country needs to maintain its population is 2.1 births per woman. 2.1, we're at 1.6. The country that's known for having a low birth rate is Japan. Their birth rate's 1.3. It's not much worse than ours. The only reason we're gonna survive or have survived so far as a nation, literally like existing as a country with people in it, is we have people moving into America. That keeps our population high. But if we keep doing that, what, what is this country in 100 years? Almost no one will have been born here. Environmentalists say the problem in the world is there's too many people. No, no, no. The greatest threat to mankind is not enough people. Entire countries will disappear. I know this like boggles the mind. Like, what are you talking about? Italy won't exist as a country? What are you talking about? Well, their birth rate's 1.2. Every woman has 1.2 kids. More people are dying than being born. Italy will have no more people. But why? Why are people not having kids? This is a report from the Today, Today Show, but <clears throat> there's tons of articles like this. And so it's a, this, this article says 56% of kids, excuse me, 56% of people who don't want kids just don't want them. They just they don't want to. Just, I don't know, I don't want to. Rather go to brunch. Where's that come from? Our opening segment was about curiosity. Aren't you curious about that? Because that's weird. That's never happened before. It's never happened before. Where people are like, nah, I just don't want it. <laughs> so here's why I think. Well, listen, some people, they'll make up excuses, right? Uh, oh, I don't have enough money or something, right? That's not real. Like, that's not real. Listen, you'll never have enough money. To, like, if that's what's stopping you, have kids. You'll figure it out. But deeper than that, I think there's five root reasons why people don't want kids today. And again, this has never happened before. Even in communist countries, people are like, I have, I'm just gonna have kids. So five root reasons why people don't want kids. Number one is feminism. We see the fruit of feminism in two different ways. The first is that your job defines you. Your profession, your career is your identity. 
not being a spouse or a parent. I'll pour my entire life into my job and I have no time for kids. There's a lot of women who wake up when they're 38 and realize once their career is established and realize it's harder to have kids and society makes you believe. You can't just snap your fingers and you're pregnant. I think we're uh, deceived about that because we're told like, like, don't have sex. You're gonna get pregnant when you're a kid. You, you can watch like Maury Povich once and you're like, how's this woman getting pregnant like a thousand times? So you think it's easy, but it's not. So feminism has warped a lot of women's minds until it's too late for many women. Here's another person without kids from BuzzFeed. She, uh, she said, uh, I've never once in my life had any desire at all to have children. It would be like me purposefully going into a career I hated, only I could never change my area of study or ever switch jobs no matter what. So I stayed on birth control, then got sterilized. So, but do you see her confusion of career and human beings? As if they're the same thing, as if giving birth to a child is, is like a career, a bad career. You, you get like, those are different things. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another fruit of feminism, we'll call this number two root reason why people are choosing not to have kids more than ever, is sexual liberation. Sexual Women, sleep around like men. It'll make you happy and fulfilled. This has done a lot of things. It's crushed the dating scene, the courting scene. It's also crushed romance. Why get married when you can just hook up? And if you want to take it to the next level, you can just shack up. And when you're not really committed to someone, even breaching or broaching, broaching the idea of having kids seems awkward. You want to have a kid? You're like, I don't even really want to be with you. I don't know if I do. I don't want to commit. Number three reason why people are not having kids is evolution. Not like evolution is causing people not to have kids. If you believe in evolution, really, like scientifically, you'd be like, oh, well, that's like the number one drive of existence is to procreate and make more of you. But I mean, like the moral aspect of evolution says that we're all here randomly. You're just here randomly. There's no purpose to life. If that's true, if you're here randomly, then there's no purpose to existence other than your immediate satisfaction in the moment. So what happens is if you're not happy in the moment, then it leads to great depression and hopelessness. And you're hopelessness now and you're hopeless for the future. So why would you want to bring people into such a dismal world? Evolution has really sucked the life out of people's hearts. Number four, uh, similarly, there's no God. If there's no God, children are not seen as images of God. People don't view children as human souls that you can teach about the joys of life and marvel at the awe that they have of the world. Instead, they're burdens, annoyances, expenses, and future college tuitions. That is bleak. That is a bleak way to look at a human being, especially a little cute one. Fifth reason why people choose not to have kids. This is the biggest one. Uh, the worship of the self. A friend of mine, before he had kids, would take two baths a day two baths a day he would draw a tub and sit in the tub 
twice a day and read and relax and soak. I don't know. What, the guy loved baths. Okay, we'd make fun of him all the time constantly because he would take two baths a day. He has a five-month-old daughter. I asked him the other day, I said, how many baths have you taken since? He said, none. No baths. <laughs> in that time period, in the previous five months, he would have taken what? A thousand baths? And <laughs> now he's taken no baths. And doesn't miss him at all. It's a perfect metaphor. You have kids and suddenly life ain't about you anymore. Praise God for that. My son woke me up at 2.30 this morning. So that was the end of sleeping last night. Nothing will crush your idol worshiping of yourself more than a crying baby at 10 p.m., 12 p.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m., and 6 a.m. Oh, you want to sleep in your warm bed, do you? Well, bucko, life ain't about you anymore. Praise God. You want to take another bath today? <laughs> Sorry, champ, ain't happening. Good. But people don't want to stop worshiping the self. And we could spend time going back into where this came from. This came from Rousseau and all the other romantics. They changed about, they changed how people view themselves, right? So you used to define yourself by like, hey, I'm Mike Slater, I'm from this town, I was born here, I'll die here, my parents were farmers, I'll be a farmer. I go to this church, it's the one church in town, and I'm gonna marry someone from that church, right? You were defined by these external things in your life. But after Rousseau and this romantic idea, now how you define yourself is based on the inside, how you feel. You are who you are because of how you are on the inside. Not external things, but internal desires. Now we've really taken this to the next level these last few years where you can even choose your sex based on how you feel, what you feel you are. But you get the idea, right? It's just how we live our life everywhere. It's all about me. It's all about me, everything, nonstop, all the time. Why well, have a bratty kid who's just gonna ruin the party? Kids have turned from assets to liabilities. As one childless 41-year-old woman put it, parenting looks like a taxing burden full of endless sacrifice. Yeah, it's awesome. We got another taxing burden full of endless sacrifice on the way. Any day now, we will have another bundle of taxing burden full of endless sacrifice. You should do it. It's great. It's good for you. You need a taxing burden of endless sacrifice in your life, quite frankly. Honestly, we all need a lot more of that. That's what we used to call life. A fulfilling life was a life with taxing burden of endless sacrifice. That was a life well lived. How much burden did you have? The more the merrier. How much sacrifice did you give? Not enough, you need more. I saw an interview with Jerry Seinfeld years ago. He was an older dad, and he said, why did no one tell me that being a dad is this awesome? Why did no one tell me? This is amazing, it's so much fun. Here he is on his uh, Comedian with Cars show. What's it like being a dad for you? Being a dad is, is, you know, it's a surfboard on a rainbow. You're getting all you can handle of life. A surfboard on a rainbow, all you can handle. A taxing burden of endless sacrifice. Uh, one of my favorite lines ever comes from Seinfeld. He said, I'm a believer of the ordinary and the mundane. So these people, they talk about quality time. I always find that a little sad when they say we have quality time. I don't want quality time. I want the garbage time. That's what I like. It's when you see him in the room reading a comic book. And you get to kind of watch him for a minute. 
or having a bowl of Cheerios at 11 o'clock at night when they're not even supposed to be up. The garbage time. That's what I love. If you're on the fence about having kids, get off it. Have a lot of them. Do it. You'll figure it out. Oh, but what about... No, you'll figure it out. The earlier, the better. If you can't have kids, that's okay too, of course. You can kill the idol of self in other meaningful ways. But if you're on the fence, almost every older couple that we've talked to said they wish they had another one. Don't worry about your kids getting in the way of you and your life. Let's hope they do. Politics by Faith podcast is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you're listening on the podcast right now, thank you for subscribing, leaving a five-star review. We got to get to a thousand five-star reviews and then we hit the big time. So I'm grateful for you being a part of that. Join us over on the TV until the midterms, Road to Midterms, First TV. Spread the word.